Hello, my friend. What is happening? What is happening? Welcome back to the Mindfully Resilient Podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome and thank you for hitting that play button. I'm your host and coach, Joseph Surfati. And man, did I miss you. I missed this. I miss sharing my stories and lessons with you. I missed introducing you to some of the most amazing guests, people who are in my life, and I felt that they had stories that can inspire you. I wanted to show you. I wanted to impact I wanted them to impact you. I wanted their stories to impact you the way, same way they've impacted me. I've been looking forward to getting season two off the ground for quite some time now. And a lot of great things have happened since the season one finale which aired back in August. And I'm going to share with you some of those things in future episodes. But let me tell you, there were a lot of great things, a lot of opportunities, a lot of challenges, but a lot of opportunities within those challenges. You know, and after recording just over 30 episodes, so we're talking about 30 full episodes and a couple of bonus episodes and the trailer, I decided that it was time to take a pause. A pause to focus on a recharge, an emotional and maybe intellectual recharge. My goal with this podcast has always been to provide you with content that can offer a significant and positive impact in your life and in the lives of those who surround you because positive impact is contagious. You know, when you smile, you make someone else smile and they make the other person smile and you create a ripple effect. I say it all the time in my, at, the end, at the end of my group workout classes, when we express gratitude, one of the things I ask people to, to express gratitude for is the opportunity to make someone else smile. Because when you make someone else smile, they're going to make somebody else smile. And it just goes on and on. And it all started with you. You know, I hope to be your lighthouse in a sea of dark and agitated waters. And in order to do that effectively, the light bulb needs to be swapped out once in a while. Now, straight to the point, this brings me to today's episode. It's okay to take a break. Yes, I said it. It's okay to take a break. It's, so, it's definitely okay. It's more than okay. Have I said okay enough times now? Look, when the pandemic started back in March of 2020, we were forced to take a break and reassess what we were doing with our careers, our passions, and our lives. However, that break was more like hitting the brakes to change course quickly. It's like, how can I put it? You're following your GPS, and then all of a sudden, It changes your route and tells you to take the next exit with only 100 meters to spare. And you're on the farthest lane from that exit. You know that feeling? The anxiety that was brought on by the uncertainty, in fact, didn't let us take a break. We were scrambling to figure out how to support our families to protect ourselves, to continue generating income, how to keep our businesses open, and to ensure our purpose is not threatened or find new purpose. At this point, 
However, a lot of people have adapted, still with anxiety and cautiousness, but adapted nonetheless. Fitness professionals, among many others, have started finding their grooves in the online space between doing live feeds on social media or going on Zoom. They have gotten out of their comfort zone to do what they do best. Others have sought to take up a new skill like cooking or even a new pastime like blogging or painting. I know Someone, a former colleague of mine, I used to work with him, uh, still, I'm still connected with him, but we used to coach together, and he decided this was an opportunity to follow his passion, cars, and he opened his own mobile car wash business, and let me just say, from what I've seen on social media, his, his work is by far amazing. It's exquisite. Like the work he does, a lot of attention to detail. And you could see that he has a lot of pride in his work, that his passion shows on a clean car. It's amazing. Taking a break doesn't necessarily mean to stop and drop everything, to sit down with a bag of chips or popcorn and binge your favorite show every day. It's pausing what you're currently doing and giving more time to other things that may need some prioritized attention. When in the fitness world when when you work out, when when you're training, breaks also known as rest periods or rest days are opportunities for your body to prioritize muscular repair and growth and to re-energize. When you don't capitalize on those rest periods, performance will suffer and the body will burn out, which can lead to injury. And then you're on the bench for like a whole month doing maybe some light movement, but you slow down your journey towards whatever weight loss goal or fitness goal you have. And I have to actually, it's funny. A lot of the a lot of the people I work with sometimes they look at me when I give them a thirty second rest. They, they always ask, "What's next? What's next?" I have to remind them, rest. What's next? Maybe a sip of water. But get ready for the next one because the next one will be harder. After three rounds, four rounds, it gets more challenging. So enjoy that rest. Also, when you don't capitalize on those rest periods, you go through something like emotional distress, thinking you're not good or strong enough, which opposes the most likely reason you're working out, which is to feel amazing. And the rest days are opportunities to be exposed, to experience other forms of fitness. So if you're hitting the weights three times a week, try a day of mobility and flexibility on your rest days, also known as active recovery. Some some activities include yoga, foam rolling, or simply stretching. Some basic stretches for five, ten minutes. Let's admit it. We all know we have to stretch following a good workout. But in my experience, I've seen folks rush through it and not even give, not giving it the attention it deserves. Therefore, without giving the muscles worked on the appropriate attention. So you're going to feel the doms like crazy the following day if you, if you don't focus on a stretch. Like we do a shoulder, shoulder stretch and it'll be 
th- two or three seconds here, two or three seconds on the other side. And each stretch, just to let you know, should be about 20 to 30 seconds of static stretching. And that's following a workout. And if yoga is your main source of fitness, try a weight training workout or maybe a boot camp. Something with a little more explosive movement. At the end of the day, you're giving your body and mind a chance to grow in different ways. Okay, so, show of hands. Who has ever experienced a burnout? I know I can't see you, but I'm sure you raised your hand even halfway up. Little T-Rex hand raise. Let me tell you, in one year, and I'm not talking about this year, I probably burnt out maybe five times. Now, psychologytoday.com. Yes, I love this website. A lot of great content when it comes to mindset. They define burnout as a state of emotional, mental, and often physical exhaustion brought on by prolonged or repeated stress. You can easily experience feelings of depression, anger, and anxiety. You know, even being compassionate can feel like like a big chore. Consequently, your relationships are affected with others and with yourself. If you keep pushing yourself without taking a break for a little self-care, personal relationship building, or personal growth, I'm going to be real with you, a burnout is inevitable. Sometimes it sneaks up on you and it's too late. You've already made a scene at work or in front of yourself. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I've lost my sugar, honey, ice, and tea a few times at the office. And, you know, I've thrown my mouse so hard on a cubicle wall that it even bounced over the opposite wall, a five and a half foot wall into the corridor between cubicles. I've cried out out of frustration in front of my whole department, and the cubicles here were low. And I'll admit that the work environment there wasn't a helpful factor in my emotional state. However, I didn't give myself opportunities to prevent or at least work with my emotions rather than become them. It unfortunately leaked into my household as well and almost threatened my marriage. I had to be honest with myself and realize that I was the one responsible for my reactions. And I had to figure out how to be more resilient. Over Over the decades, we've grown accustomed to busy work. Busy work over productive work. Being busy has become, okay, a status symbol. Especially with advances in technology, work never leaves our hands, literally. Even if if your career fulfills your passion and purpose, in the words of Todd Durkin, you still need some mellow yellow time. I enjoy creating creating video and photo content for social media, which fulfills my creative side. But I allocate time strictly for that. 
During the pandemic, I was scrambling to ensure I had a website. I was scouring the Facebook groups for people seeking personal trainers or fitness programming, finding ways to generate more attention to our fitness services. However, there were times when I would find myself staring and scrolling aimlessly on my computer or phone as, as if something would magically happen, that I, would get, that I would get the business out of nowhere. When all that time, I could have stepped back to read a book, a, gr- a book uh, on personal development, professional development, or even fiction, meditate, spend more time with the kids and my wife, or simply go to bed earlier. Take the opportunity to go to bed at 10 instead of 12. Over the years, I've taken the time to work on myself, whether it be through reading a good personal development book by John C. Maxwell, Brene Brown, or or Stephanie Weicker, or attending a webinar or workshop on resilience or personal growth, or attending, a let's say, a fitness conference. Although not perfect, I don't expect to be it. I've been more aware of my emotions and know when they're about to get the best of me in order to brace for a reaction and contain it, transitioning to an appropriate response behavior. So let me share three things to remember when it comes to taking a break, a quality break. Number one, intentionally carve out time in your calendar. What I mean by that is to literally, literally put a time block in your calendar for the rest activity, or better yet, call it growth activity. When it's saved in your calendar, when it's written in your agenda, it's more visible than if it were a thought. It's more concrete By writing it down, you made a promise to yourself and you made a promise to the universe that you will get it done. However, the catch, this time block, is non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. Someone wants to plan something with you, you work around it. You work around that time block. Personally, I block out Friday evenings for family. I block out time for my workouts, which prompts me to stop scrolling on social media aimlessly and get after it. Obviously, there are priorities that will take precedence. However, work your schedule to still include the activity, even if it has to be only 15 minutes versus 60 minutes. Don't count it out. Blocking out time for a nice warm bath counts too, just so you know. And why not throw in some nice candles and a glass of wine? I just put it, gave you an idea, didn't I? All right, well, I hope you go for it. Whatever activity it is, block out that time. Number two, put an emphasis on activities that promote growth. Taking a break is an opportunity for a change in scenery, so to speak. In the literal sense, spending a night away with a significant other can take you away from the stress triggers of your everyday life and focus on your relationship. In the figurative sense, read a book or listen to an audiobook on leadership, mindset, nutrition, something that inspires you to be the best version of yourself. 
or learn a new hobby that nurtures your skills and values. When your child asks to spend time with you, unless you're in the middle of cooking dinner and the fire is on, or in the middle of surgery, realize that you can drop what you're doing for 15 to 30 minutes. If you can't, what can you do to include them? Teach them what you're doing. So if you're cooking, have them join you. If I'm in the middle of a workout and my daughter wants to hang out, I'll ask her if she wants to join me. Just recently, she helped with folding the laundry where where we had a great conversation. They're asking to be with you because, to them, you are the most important person in the universe. And these are times that will be missed. Whatever it is, you must be able to take your mind off of daily stressors. Not to eliminate them, but just to set your daily tasks aside for a short while. Temporarily removing the load off your mind. And number three, be present. We spend more time with our phones than we do with the people in our lives who matter the most. So, Leave your phone in another room when you're with your children, husband, wife, friend, whoever it is. When you're having dinner together, keep the phone away. Even when you're by yourself working on yourself. If my phone weren't my MP3 player, it would be in my locker during my workouts. If you listen to a podcast or audiobook, take notes instead of multitasking. Be intentional in these activities to recharge your mind and body. Taking a break is still productive. When you're exhausted and tired, you do the opposite of productive. You make a lot more mistakes and you get frustrated. You're circling the same problem for a long time without even a small step towards a possible solution. I'm reminded of a time back in college when I was working on a piece of code for, a, uh, for one of my software programming assignments. And I wasn't getting anywhere with it. I was on it for hours. I, I kid you not. We were going, we were going on. Uh, I, was, I think I was up until 1 o'clock in the morning working on it. I was on it for hours until I decided to shut down and go to bed. I woke up the next morning with a rested mind and successfully figured out the coding problem. Taking something as small as a 30-minute break can offer some clarity and a new perspective. It allows you for many more new experiences. You owe it to yourself. So, well, with that said, with all that being said, I'm seriously glad to be back, helping you on your journey to be the best version of yourself. Like I said before, I want to be your lighthouse in the same way my friends and mentors have been for me. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Also, if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, it would be totally appreciated, totally awesome if you left a five-star review. Your feedback helps me ensure that I provide lessons, the right lessons that inspire and empower you. Also, if you have a question that you would like for me to address on a future episode, please do not be shy and let me know. 
Now, as you start thinking about recharging your mind and body, recharging the batteries, changing the light in your lighthouse, remember to do it with joy, curiosity, and passion.